The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's show, Ask the Guru, if you dare. Question him about you, life, the cosmos, anything. The Guru returns after co-hosting our show on October 1st, this time as a guest on the show. Yes, because he had such a positive response before, we're very pleased, very happy to have him with us now. He's, the Guru, by the way, is another of Beth's entertaining personas, which she spontaneously channels when she hears the call. The guru is Indian, calm, elevated, and also dead. Or maybe not. I certainly very much enjoyed him in his previous appearance, and I'm looking forward to what he has to say today. So you can now question him directly about yourself, anything you want to ask about, whatever comes to mind. The guru is full of surprises and twists of perspective, but for him to answer your inquiries, you must email us or call in live. So do call in. And now, let's hear from your host, Beth Green, from the Inside Out. Hi, everybody. I am so excited to be here today. There's so much going on on Inside Out, and I'd like to share some of it with you. Uh, First of all, I want to tell you that while the world is in chaos and uh, the government, we don't know if it's going to open up again or whether or not there is going to be default on the budget James and I have been worrying about something way more important. What is the future of Inside Out? Obviously, this is more important than whether or not the government goes on. So, <laughs> Anyway, so as the news is, those of you who aren't familiar with uh, the way things work, uh, you know, we've been doing a pilot and we have a couple of more uh, you know, shows on the pilot. And then we had to decide whether or not we were going to proceed. And we have decided to do it. And I'm so thrilled. And James is thrilled. And uh, so you're going to be having us for another year. uh, And we will be finishing the pilot at the end of October and starting our uh, full season, November 5th. We have a fantastic guest, um, a a brilliant man who is a real maverick in Christianity and uh, the author of several best-selling books and a biblical scholar, but somebody who is just radical and saying some fascinating things. So we're going to have a Bishop Swang on in November, but in the meantime, we are going to have some other fantastic shows to uh, finish out our pilot. And this is the next one, of course, is Ask the Guru. Now, before I introduce you to the Guru, I want to read you some of the email that we've been getting lately some of which actually influenced us to go on with the show. Because I don't know if you have any idea what it's like to be sitting with a a headset on, you've seen it in the movies, right, in a studio talking to no one and hoping there's someone there and occasionally somebody calls in and you wonder, does anybody hear you? Who am I talking to? So here we go. Uh, We've gotten some great emails. Now, first there's Mary uh, Stein in 
Kansas City, and she was commenting about our last show, the one about uh, role reversals with genders and the whole issues about uh, gender identification. And she said, loved the latest episode with Lynn and Todd. And she said, uh, let me see. Now, she's talking about herself now. She said, I had to laugh several times in the program. Several years ago, when our son was in high school, my husband and I were regarding ourselves as enlightened and living a more contemporary marriage. We were soon stripped of that notion by a very candid essay our son Wyatt had written about us. Now, this is what she's writing to us that her son wrote about them. Quote, Although my parents run a business together and spend equal time there doing different tasks, the home front is a paragon of tradition. And she says, I'm paraphrasing here, where my dad mows the lawn, maintains the car, cleans the gutters and fixes things in the garage. The kitchen is my mom's domain, where nutrition is planned into daily home-cooked meals and the order placement of utensils is not to be violated. Similarly, the laundry room has rules and expectations. However, my parents share in garden work, which with dad doing more of the heavy lifting. Well, so it's the end of that quote. And she said, well, if you want the truth, ask the child. I had to be away from home for a long time before I understood how unhappy my own parents were in their society given gender roles. My mom had the talent and ambition to be in business, but her father and husband wouldn't hear of it. My dad would have been much better at just farming and staying home with us kids. Now that my parents are in their 80s, My mom has to depend on my dad to cook her wonderful recipes. My dad has to depend on my mom to write down numbers and names without the Parkinson's scramble he has. And so on. She went on because Madame Mazurka was uh, co-hosting that show. She said, I think Madame Mazurka is brilliant when she says that we waste so much time on trivial things when we need that time to work on the really important human gender neutral stuff. Our gay friends keep reminding us that everyone has the same human needs for love and respect and freedom if we could just start there and tattoo it on our hand so we didn't forget. So I love that comment on that last show. Um, Obviously, it stimulated her to share with us some experiences that she had. It's not too late. You can always go back and listen to a show that was October 8th, and we were talking about how we still cling to gender roles in our minds, if not always. No, yes, in our lives. Yeah, let me do that again. That we cling to gender roles in our minds, if not always in our lives. So that was very cool. And uh, another email that I want to share with you, also that related to that particular show, was that Lynn, who was on the show, Lynn Hillix, she said, I wanted to share what it was like to be on Inside Out. Now, I didn't edit or write this, honestly. I am always a little afraid I will make an ass of myself. But once I was on with Beth and Madame Mazurka, it seemed perfectly natural to drop all the facade and just be myself. I had so much fun. I learned so much. And I so hope they will ask me again. By the way, we did. So the answer is that it is a pleasure to be Inside Out. Thank you so much for letting me tell my story. I hope other people related and learned something. See, that's very, very gratifying to hear that. And we've gotten so many great uh, responses on that show and also on the show before that where we asked the, cli- the uh, client, Simon, 
I can't speak English today. Asked the climate scientist, Dr. Grant Dean. That was the show that uh, the guru was my co-host. So please do um, write in. You can send your um, your emails into Beth at at bethgreen.org and uh, we will we already have a whole bunch of emails of questions to ask the guru but if you write in we will add to that and a little later we'll be giving out the phone number so now oh by the way we just got an email from some Mary I don't know if it's the same Mary I was referring to saying yeah glad you are staying around for the next year bless you Mary Whichever mirror you are, I am glad too. We have a lot of things to turn upside down, a lot of people to turn inside out. So, with no further ado, I'm going to try to retrieve the guru. As James explained to you, I have these characters who just pop up. Now, Madame Azurka was on the last show, and we had an Ask Madame Azurka show on um, in September. I think it was September 17th, and she was just fantastic. Everybody loved her. Um, no, the Guru wants a chance, too. Now, Madame Mazurka is Transylvanian, and she's very uh, earthy, and she's full of sarcasm, wit, wisdom, humor. She's great. Now, the Guru showed up in an entirely different way. See, Madame Mazurka showed up one night at a, a little party for some friends of ours, a birthday party, and... Uh, she showed up and she started reading the guy's tarot cards for the fun of it. And uh, <laughs> I put on a scarf and suddenly I was Madame Zorka. Well, the guru showed up in the middle of a workshop. Some of you know that I'm an intuitive counselor. I'm a spiritual teacher. I do workshops. I run seminars. I'm a business consultant and all of that. That's my day job. And um, so I was doing a workshop several years ago, and all of a sudden I felt guided because, you know, I'm an intuitive. I do everything spontaneously, guided by whatever that inner voice is. And suddenly I put this, like, sheet over my head, and my hands went up in the prayer position, and all of a sudden there was the guru, and he wanted to be asked cosmic questions. So uh, he will show up from time to time. And he was gracious enough to show up for our show with uh, Dr. Dean. And we've invited him on for today. And uh, Guru, are you, are you out there? Are you ready to come in and talk to our audience today? Hello, is the Guru there? Uh, hello, Guru. Well, I'm having a little trouble getting through to you, to your dimension. But I will be there shortly. Well, gee, I'm so glad it would be terrible to have done all this publicity and uh, not have the Guru show up. So, Guru, are you ready now? I am here, somewhat here, not completely here, but I'm getting more here. Excellent. Um uh, Guru, how does it feel to you? I mean, to be on the show is—do uh, you have some resistance? Let me ask you this question: Do you have some resistance to being on the show? Well, frankly, yes, I do. I was looking uh, at some of the questions that you have already received uh, through the email, and I don't even know what to say. I am a guru. People are asking me what to feed their cat, not literally but things kind of thing. And I 
am uh, I am a guru. So, but this is America. So I will do my best to answer everyone's questions the very best that I can. Well, I'm relieved uh, to hear that, Guru. I mean, I would certainly hate to uh, disappoint all of your uh, listeners and your devoted fans who have actually gone to a lot of trouble to email in some questions. So are you ready for the first one? I will try. Okay, now I'm going to read them out in the order that I received them. And also, if you can call in live, that would be just divine. We'll be announcing that number in a moment. So, the first question is, Beth, I can't be there. My question for the... Meaning, she can't be there live. My question for the guru is, is it the right time for Carrie and me to make our exit plans from the store? Okay. So clearly this is uh, someone who has some kind of a store that they are trying to figure out uh, whether they should let go of. So, um, uh, Guru, uh, what, do you, what do you have to say to uh, Chris? Well, uh, first of all, what do you mean by store? Well, you, come on. Don't act like you don't know what a store is. I mean, a store is a place where, you know, like a, a bazaar, you know, a place in the market. It's, it's a place where people come to buy things. Well, I understand that. But I mean that question on a very deep level. Well, um, I, I, I have no idea what you mean. Would, would you please uh, tell us what you mean by, what do you mean by store? Well, what does this store represent and what is it that they are trying to exit? Well, um, gosh, Chris isn't here to answer that uh, directly. Uh, so I guess I'm going to have to channel her and uh, tell you um, what does that represent? Well, I think it represents um, a place to make a living, uh, a place to... No, this is not it. Okay. Well, it's a community of people that they have relationships with. Ah, you are getting closer. Um, okay. Uh, something to focus their energy on. Ah, now you are asking the guru uh, the correct question. Okay. So if you reinterpret this question from the guru perspective, is it the right time for this woman and her husband? to exit from a state of consciousness where they are putting all their attention on this particular focus and manifestation. And Guru says yes. Oh my. Well, does that mean that they should literally sell the store, Guru? Or does that mean that they should shift their attention from the store to other things? Well, you will have to interpret that. Because I am guru and I don't have to explain everything to you or to anyone. But I would suggest that uh, this woman realize that the focus of their attention has been so much on this enterprise and on this um, that they have lost some of their um, ability to think beyond 
this box that they are in. And so store can be box. Store can be open, can have open doors. But store can also be box. I will tell you, absolutely, when I look from my vantage place, that these people are very, very mm, tied up in knots and they must release this relationship to the store. So I think that if the moment to sell was there, that would be very apparent. But the moment of um, releasing this as the focus of who they are is come to them and they must do this in order to allow the future to come into focus. Well, I don't know how Chris felt about that question, that answer, but I thought that was really interesting. So I think people were getting an idea of the kind of answers you're going to get from the guru. Um, in the meantime, why don't you uh, let people know, James, what that phone number is. We're going to be going to commercial big. <laughs> I did it again. Okay. Commercial, commercial break. break. <laughs> <laughs> Go good. for it, James. Sure. If you'd like to call in with a question or a comment, you can call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you want to email us, you can do that at Beth at bethgreen.org that's beth at bethgreen.org yeah go ahead oh I'm sorry James thank you so much and uh, just before we go to commercial break uh, our next uh, question is going to be coming from Anne she says her introduction to her question is I love your show I played the podcast in my car on commute home from work I really feel engaged listening to your show and find that I'm much less stressed navigating through traffic and instead feel more relaxed and happy. And when we come back from break, we are going to have her question for the guru. So don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. 
To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there. Well, first of all, I would like to apologize because that email about... uh, Listening to the show and being more relaxed did not come from Anne in California. It came from Tracy in Phoenix. So we have a couple of callers on the line, but I'm not going to short trip Tracy in Phoenix, and I'm going to uh, take uh, Tracy's question first. I am excited to hear from the guru this week, and I have a question for him. My husband and I have been searching for a new home for the past 10 months. We have put offers on two homes, but they did not go through, and I think that worked out for the best. We have been learning things about ourselves as we have gone through this process. For example, that we do not need such a large home and feel like we are getting closer to finding the right fit for us. What I would like to know is what question can we ask ourselves, or what energy should we feel when we walk through a house? Mm, nice question. We have visited homes that seem to meet our criteria, but for some reason or another, it just doesn't feel right. Is there any guidance you can give us that will help us to connect what, what, with what should be our focus? Well, this is a very simple question to answer. It is the, the focus is what are you learning about yourselves? And be so less impatient about the result because you know we all know this, that this life is about learning, but we can't stand this because what actually happens to us is that we want a result. So if you keep telling yourself, result is what we have learned, you see now that there is mm, proper order in the universe that you did not get the other houses. So the focus is, what should I learn here? Because when you finish learning everything you need to from the process of going to buy the house, then you will find the house because you will not need that process anymore. Okay, well, thank you, Guru. Uh, I hope that that made uh, Tracy happy. Okay, now our first caller, we'll come back to our emails in a minute, but we have some live ones on the wire, is Irene from Bonsal. And uh, call me in Irene. Hi, uh, Guru. I, my question is, my spiritual community is working on gender roles and collapsing the hierarchies. And the question is, is there any role for any hierarchy in our world, like we have a president, a speaker of the house. This is also a very simple question to answer. This is not hierarchy. This is division of labor. This is like saying, should everybody simultaneously be driving the, um, what do you call this, the uh, railroad train and uh, simultaneously moving the baggage and making the schedule? This would be very foolish, wouldn't it? And so we all must take our place in the life and we must um, do our job. This is not hierarchy. People are so confused. The only reason you are so confused is because you are still attached to the hierarchy. So you see it everywhere. You do not need it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, let's take our next caller. This is Christine from San Diego. Thank you for calling, Irene. <laughs> Hi, Beth. Hi there, Christine. Do you and still guru. want to ask? Do you still want to ask a guru the, the guru a question? I do, I, I do. But I, I would like to say also that there was a, a hold time when I called in. So, in case there are other callers who are put on hold, um, to just wait because you will get through. Okay. 
Um, so my question for the guru, um, today is uh, my husband and I's 13th uh, anniversary. Oh. And I was just wondering what wisdom the guru might offer, what you might offer on love and marriage. Oh, love. And let let guru think on this for a moment. Mm-hmm. Well, love it should be universal. I mean, we all know this. Um, and love and marriage are not always the same. Mm. Um, marriage is uh, is a contract, and love is uh, free. Um, this is important for people to understand, mm. because people want marriage to be as free as love, but mm. this cannot be. You can love um, every asparagus uh, mm. on your plate. You can uh, love um, the wind. And but you cannot marry every asparagus, and marriage is contract uh, that has to do with more than just love. In fact, the humans uh, in this society they think that's a stupid idea, but actually it's very profound. But on the other hand, in other societies they don't care about the love, which is also a stupid idea. So this is uh, the marriage of contract and love is the challenge of marriage. Mm. Because you have all kinds of emotional reactivity to the, uh, the contract. Oh, this mm. is, means that I must listen to you. Uh, this means that I must take into consideration your feelings. Uh, this means that um, I need to be faithful. Uh, this uh, means that I must call you when uh, I'm going to be uh, delayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, feels like constriction, mm-hmm. love. Feels like, oh, expansion, giving, everybody loves love, 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 love. All we need is love. And this is um, silly when you think in terms of marriage because marriage is contract and uh, has uh, consequences, uh, children, houses, uh, business, many things. So I would uh, say that all you uh, Americans especially should meditate on what is the contractual uh, aspect of your relationship is. Uh, what are you really promising to one another? And um, what uh, you should think this before you get married, not just after. And then when you do this and you keep clean this contract, the contract of revealing the feelings and not keeping the secrets and working on the human personality. That is the biggest commitment that one makes when one gets married. It says, oh, I do not have right to keep you in bondage to my addictions, to my meanness. That is not part of the marriage contract. Mm. So I am making a contract that says that I will consider you and I will clean up my act, as they say in, in this country. And when I do that, then I am creating the possibility that I will keep that love clean and growing because the most important aspect of the marriage contract is to do what we can, must do, so uh, in order to keep the love. Wow. Well, <laughs> Thank you, Christine, for... Thank you. Thank you. Now, we have another caller, 
But before we do, I don't want to uh, shortchange all of the people who uh, emailed. So let me um, see if I can. Why are these all messed up? Well, I don't know what this is. This is, uh, okay, here we go. I'm having a little trouble with the email. Okay, what, this is from Anne. So I named her before. And she is also from California. So why is it so hard for me to relax into the not knowing about whether or not I will have a child of my own? I have just met someone that I'm interested in, and I feel the biological clock going on overdrive again, even though it had quieted to almost a standstill. Well, um, this is a question that you are fooling yourself. You are not impacted by the biological clock. You are impacted by the biological urge to mate and to be in relationship and this is really it that you have your your mind keeps manufacturing that the biological clock is ticking in order for you to justify rushing into relationship because you're so afraid that the relationship is not going to happen and so this is like many things that humans do is to manufacture emotions in order to justify foolish behavior. <laughs> oh, Anne, I am that. Uh, I don't know how you felt about that answer, but I felt just like, oh my God, the guru was speaking to me. I always have some excuse to rush into things that I manufacture because I can't deal with the anxiety of uh, having to wait to see how things are going to play out. So um, I hope that you got as much from that answer as I did. Thank you, Guru. Thank you. So, you know, Guru, it's really interesting. Since you got here, after the first few minutes, uh, you've been able to connect very well to us. Phil, I am actually getting used to this. This is not something that I normally do. I answer questions about the cosmos, but I see that it's all the same. Thank you. So our next caller is Dan, and he is also from San Diego. Hello, hello. Hello, Dan. So my question is, my wife and I own a business for a long time, and we're trying to decide whether we stop the day-to-day management and create a, uh, a board of directors and turn it over to a new management team, but, you know, manage that team or sell the business. Which one should we do? Um, thank you very much for this question, uh, Mr. Dan. Um, I always love when people ask guru questions about business because this is something that I'm not used to being asked about. But, of course, I feel that I should be asked questions like this. So I tell you, when, I, when you ask the question... Um, it seemed to me that all of the energy of this problem resides in the words board of directors. I could feel that all of your conflict is about the management. I think that the question that you are supposed to be looking at is can you stand to have someone else managing your company if you own it and will you give them any authority? So if you really cannot stand to see other people managing your company, you should sell it. (laughs) If you want to have a finger in the pot and you feel that you can allow these people to have some autonomy, then you can try. 
that uh, management team. But do you understand me, Dan? Yes. <laughs> so I have to uh, be the chairman of the board and let the CEO run the company and be able to watch and let them make mistakes and be be fail or succeed and be hands-off. If you can do that. But if you don't want to do it, sell it and walk yeah. away and become blindfolded. You see also, Mr. Uh, Mr. Daniel, uh, there is another question. How would you feel if they became more successful than you? And you might not want to see that either. So... This is also a problem that humans face when they are going to turn over something. Or I should put it uh, really um, another way, which is that it is not just to be more successful. It is to be successful in different ways. So it could be more successful this way, less successful that way, or how you define what successful is. So to allow people to manage means that they have to mm, come up with their own priorities. Otherwise, you give them priorities and you say, okay, you are managing. Now, you can hire a team and you can be the board of directors and you can give all direction and then hope that your management team will execute. This is very different from having a board of directors that is truly directing. Do you understand me? Yes. So this is also a very important question to add to this uh, this mix-up, or what they call mix-up. No, no, I think you mean the mix. Yes, into the mix. Um, uh, because uh, if you want to make sure that your vision continues exactly the same way, then you must be involved and be the director. So then you have the managers. So you actually have three options. Was I cleared? Yeah. So, doesn't a CEO interface with the board of directors and report the statistics and everything to the board of directors? And wouldn't I wouldn't I be on that board to check do the checks and balances from that job description? Well, maybe I am not using right words because I am not familiar with your uh, your universe directly. But what I feel is when you say board of directors, if there is more than you and your wife, then who are other people and what is their role? If maybe you are the only members of board of directors, that is very different. Then you are still keeping the... Mm, Direction, stranglehold, however you want to put this. So you can be doing this, but then you must uh, be, or however you can arrange this in that uh, human dimension, uh, that you are the directors and then you have people who are the CEOs. But if you have a board of directors, which I understood to mean more than you and your wife, then they also are going to have something to say unless you have pretend characters and dummies on your board. So right. you, have, you have the option. You can be the true board of directors. Uh, you can be the um, part of the board of directors, in which case they will be doing maybe all that they call their, more their own thing or allow them to have other visions for the future. Or you can let go altogether. But 
how much do you want to continue to be the vision and to carry the vision of this company or is it time to allow or even encourage other people to come in who you may not agree with? This is some very painful when you have, I gather from you, that you have built this um, company yourselves. Correct. But this is has your face on it. It's almost like you turn over your children. You take them to military school or to uh, somewhere else where they are going to be imprinted in a very, very different way. They go off to another country and you say, I have lost control of my children. This is so different from if you have your daughters living next door. Are you ready to have your daughters not live next door? Do you understand what I mean by this? Yes. So, you, how far are you are going to allow your company to stray, stray away from your vision and how much do you still need this to be your uh, baby and uh, your manifestation? I will say one more thing about this and I'm so glad that you called in, uh, Mr. Daniel, because then we could talk more, you know, and uh, you can understand me better. Um, you you have to face a crisis in uh, what you are creating in the world if you let go of this uh, business because um, uh, you have, having been the director, you have been directing something. There's probably not very much in your life that you feel you have any control over. I certainly don't think that most people feel that they do and so if you are going to let go of this you're going to pull away from that and say oh no then who am I I have no identity so then I must keep manifesting myself through this particular business if you do choose that you are going to have a through board or you are going to sell then you are going to have to create something else that you feel is yours yes I understand now so if I don't if I don't create a true board, then there's no. I didn't really do. <laughs> I didn't release the control to others. That is correct. Right. Okay. And it will be very difficult for you to release that control to others if you do not have something else that you are doing that you can feel like you are having an imprint or a true impact on, even if that takes you some time to develop. Right. Well, thank you so much, Dan, for thank your you. call. I really appreciated it, and uh, we are about to go into a, another commercial break. Uh, we have several more questions that I have emailed, and uh, please do not hesitate to call. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. 
Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there. Welcome back. Well, we have two callers on the line, but let me quickly take uh, one of the emailed questions from Lynn. And she says... um, I think this saying started in the 60s. Beth will know. Haha, Beth doesn't know. If you meet the Buddha on the road, kill him. Is this your advice, Guru? Then I am the Buddha on the road, and I don't want to be killed. I believe that this is another foolishness. I am not speaking of the person who wrote this uh, saying because I don't know their intention. But you see, many people think that they should not listen to people who are wiser than they are, and they are very foolish. If you meet the Buddha on the road, good heavens, ask him a question. <laughs> I love that answer. Thank you so much, Guru. And now, by the way, I would like to thank the Guru for having persevered so hard to get through. As you know, at the beginning of the show, we had so much trouble bringing him in from whatever dimension. But I'm so pleased that he came. And our next caller is Erica from San Diego. Well, hello. Hello, Beth. I'm loving your show. Thank you so much. And Guru, this is so exciting. I I'm <laughs> nervous to ask you, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> my question um, is um, about what am I supposed to do right now? I have had um, two near-death experiences, and they really have my attention. <laughs> and I'm treading very lightly, and I would really appreciate your direction um, to just know, you know, where am I headed? What am I supposed to be doing? Well, uh, Ms. Edgar, um, this is uh, very simple because the answer was in your question, as it often is, which is you've had many near-death experiences, but ne- not too many near-life experiences. And uh, you said uh, that you are treading lightly. I would say stop treading lightly and start treading heavily. I am so glad that you called in because what you should be doing right now is continuing to breathe and to find... The um, the um, how uh, how do you say this in English? It's so frustrating for me sometimes mm-hmm. uh, to speak in human uh, to um, to feel the moment every moment by moment to feel the joy in your life and to be more engaged. And so this is what you should do. You will find that if you do that, that your feet will lead you from one step to the other. People think that they do not have to walk, how can I say, with heavy tread. Uh, you, you cannot 
be lightly on the path and think you are walking it. Uh, be deliberate. <laughs> and be there. Very, very present in every moment and your direction will come to you. Uh, thank you, Erica, for calling uh, and thank you, Guru. Uh, thank you both. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Uh, we have now Helen from California. Hello. Hello. I am honored to be able to ask you a question, Guru. <clears throat> my my question is, well, I've been really trying to work on getting out of hierarchies where I am above or below anyone, but it keeps showing up. And I want to know, and I'm just getting blocked right in the middle of asking you the question. I want to know if there's anything that you can tell me to help me um, move forward, to help me get past this block in, in really, truly letting it go. Um, the, this is a very good question, Helen, too. So I want to tell you that uh, you are um, confused of... Uh, between um, be self-aware and uh, uh, beating yourself. Because I feel in this question, even though you didn't say so, that that beating yourself is still there. And so you are having a hierarchy in your mind because you think you should be higher than the human condition. And this is very difficult to do, don't you think? Especially when you're alive. And so the first place to throw out the hierarchy is in yourself, in your vision of where you should be in relationship to yourself and other humans. Do you understand this, Helen? Very well. Okay. And so that is first thing to get let go of pain. Now, I would like to speak on another dimension, um, which is, that if you look at the human consciousness as a collective, you are not going to find yourself uh, in a clear space. You, you cannot be. You're swimming in polluted waters. The uh, attachment to hierarchy is deep in every human being. It started from the childhood when uh, the children were being um, are dominated by the parents. And uh, the, uh, the, ch- the chief uh, was in charge of the, uh, all the, um, I don't know what you call them, the members. And so this is uh, from uh, the, the beginning of time. So this is deep in the human psychology. And so it is deep in the collective. You are, should be very happy that you are even trying to do this. And to realize that you are surrounded and that the context even in which you are thinking is already being impacted by this uh, hierarchy. That's so, very helpful. Oh, good. A big burden. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so, Thank you so much, Helen. Uh, we have more emails, and, but we have Roz from California. Let's try to take Roz first and then I'll go to an email. Hi, uh, Beth and James and the Guru. Uh, happy to be talking to you guys today. Welcome. Um, so my question is actually two parts. Um, Guru, I'd like to hear what you have to say about obsession. And um, is there a difference between being obsessed and being passionate? 
Well, you already know the answer to that, Ms. Raz, don't you? Of course, the difference is passion is something that is an expression that moves outward. I have passion for this, which makes me give and makes me um, to be productive and to help others. And it has a feeling, if you look at the energy field, you will see that the energy is moving outward. Obsession is always inward, uh, no matter what it looks like. So, uh, for example, if you're obsessed with the uh, hoarding you're taking in, but you can say, well, if I am obsessed with giving, isn't that going out? No, because the intention behind the obsession is to fulfill something that is internal. It is something that is mm, out of uh, joint, do you say? Uh, out of uh, sync uh, within that person. Now, that's something that is brains and so on, but on a personality level, um, you know, we can say that, uh, you know, the obsession. Uh, is something that we are hanging on to for some internal reason and is not a bad expression or giving. So the energy is moving inward instead of the energy moving outward. Mm. Thank you. That was very helpful. Oh, good. Well, thank you. That's a wonderful uh, answer. I'm going to now go to uh, one of our last emails. Um, This is from Rose. And she's, and she's also from California. And uh, by the way, that doesn't mean that you sh- can't call in if you don't live in California. Um, in case I can't call in, my question for the guru. I recently heard a lovely talk on acts of kindness, but there was one part that described a very disturbing act. For three days, the disturbing act kept coming back to me. Why is that guru and why do we humans tend to get stuck like that in negativity? Oh, if you had three days, I could maybe explain this to you, Miss Rose, but I will tell you that um, um, just a little bit for for you, um, and maybe you will be forced to have me back on the show. Uh, but um, uh, the human beings, they uh, live in a very dark place. This is, um, uh, is a, a fact of... Um, There is so much, it's like being in a smoky place or in a city with much pollution. Um, There is uh, much pollution in uh, the energy on the earth. And so when something is negative, it is resonating with all the other negativity that is already in existence and so it gets amplified. And you know, this is not just abstract conversation. If you go listen to the radio or or you read the newspaper, it is so everything, you know, so much fear and anger and negativity and separation. So there you have this massive energy field of negativity and so Everything is amplified from that. So anything that appears in your own mind, you see, is part of what is already in collective consciousness and that the collective consciousness is also going to impact. So it is very natural. Now, this does not mean that you do not have to fight back against this. You must attempt to understand um, that now I am not one of those spiritual teachers that says that there is no pain in life. This is uh, not real. But I am telling you that you must be able to differentiate between something that is really bothering you and that something that is just resonating. So 
Thank you, um, Guru. I have to, we have another call and we're almost out of time. So let's switch very quickly to Elizabeth, who's also from California. Hi, thanks for taking the call. Um, this might, I don't know if this is actually answered in what you just read. I couldn't uh, hear all of it, but um, in regards to when a person is in a negative space and we feel totally consumed by it, what can we do to stop or get out of the negativity and stop focusing on the negative? And then the other person is in negative space or when you are in negative space? Um, when I'm in a negative space. This is not what you're really asking, Guru. <laughs> I'm sorry? This is not the question you are really asking me. Okay. But yeah, I think you are saying, did you not mention someone else? I did. So you are not telling truth. This is, I am going to not have um, many uh, moments to answer this question. But um, you can see, look at the fact that you did not ask me the question and then you turned the question away from the question that you had asked me. This is something that you should look at. You are afraid. So I will be, at some time, I will be back, and perhaps at that time you will be uh, courageous to ask the question that is in your mind. Do you understand okay. me, Miss? Do you understand? Not really, but that's okay. Did, did you see yourself change the question? Did well, you yes, see? I did. Okay, well, this is what I'm saying to you. You must ask yourself why you did that. Okay. Okay, thank you for calling. I am so sorry. Well, I am sorry, too. We had such a slow start getting the guru here, but now he is just like with us, and I'm so enjoying his answers, and I'm sorry that we are coming to a close. But at this moment, uh, I'd like uh, James to kind of clue us in as to what's coming up next week, and then we'll see where we go from here. Very good. Our next edition of Inside Out will be Are We Ever Mean? Let's admit that we are, see why, and do something about it. Let's get real and have fun with a sensitive topic. Let's talk about being mean. Malicious, vengeful, petty, spiteful, and unkind. Let's admit we get that way sometimes, figure out why we do it, and see if we can't help each other change. I know I get that way at times, and I wish I didn't. Let's laugh together, get honest, and maybe even help each other transform. Our guests will be Helen Helix DeSanto and Elizabeth Treehart, people just like us. The wise and witty Madame Mazurka will be our special co-host. Madame M is one of the characters that comes through Beth. Tune into this stimulating conversation. Email or call in your questions. And be part of a growing community of folks ready to be inside out. Well, I really, really love this show. I want to remind you that we have a men's retreat coming up November 17th. And go to thestream.org and check it out. And also... Uh, keep those cards and letters coming. We're going to have Madame Mazurka next week, and I'm seriously thinking about asking the guru to come back and do his own show again. Of course, he will continue to join me as a co-host. And do call in next week. Let's face this meanness that we have. Let's face it together. So I love you all. I was so thrilled to be with you today. Thank you so much. Until then.
Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.